0: Friends at Survivor.com. It's me, Mario. Hehe, you guys number
1: one. It's Survivors from the Fire Show, episode 252 for October 2023, the month that never ends. For more reasons than video games, I'm one of your hosts, Steve Wright, and joining me is Ben Salter. Ben, I just saw you in real life, in real person, and I remember yeah. 75% of it. How how are you feeling?
0: I remember like 40% of it, so, <laughs> uh, well, it depends. I, I remember the night before and the morning after, kind of. We, we are were busy. F- we are playing video games, though. We played games.
1: Oh, that was, you were trying to get off this quick smart quick smart that was your bachelor party no. in adelaide I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping this where it is uh you we got you very drunk but like respectfully, you didn't do anything
0: I, well as if you would remember so <laughs> you were there at the start and the end one of only a few people
1: well I, I stayed at your house so like I really there was no choice yeah yeah
0: you wanted to be first go on yeah and you
1: it. even if that wasn't the case I would have stuck by your side but I uh, also I it was a, slightly a necessity we had a good time nothing happened it was nothing was wrong we didn't tie you to a lamppost everything was fine no I gave your fiance a big cuddle at the end and felt bad yeah. about it but then she seemed fine about it the morning after so like I didn't I just felt like a drunken puddle mess thing, but she thought it was funny. So like if sober person thinks drunk you is funny and not annoying, that's a win, right?
0: Yeah. She said you're the happiest she'd ever seen you. So that's interesting.
1: What did she say about you?
0: She didn't want to comment. Well, she did, but I didn't (laughs) want to listen. So it doesn't matter. And it's a, you know, in these things, it's a bit of give and take. Like you can say whatever you want, to your long-term partner, but you've seen them as bad at some point. So it's a matter of, do you want to know? This is the whole thing. I think this is the main thing about marriage, is it making sure the other one gets home alive occasionally. And now and again, that will need to happen. I feel like I've done it more.
1: And that's the designated driver? Or am I going like just very too like binary on this? I don't know. Well, it
0: can be. It's, uh, now and again, that's the case. Sometimes it's just the case of I'm in more of a state, I'll I'll be the one to get us home. You know, I, I can't say anything because I, I've had my fair share of uh, going slightly too far. Anyway, our message here is: enjoy yourself, but be responsible. Make sure you get home safe, which you did. I'm sure you led the charge. So we
1: did, and that was yes. Uh, I in the forty percent of the time that you remember, did you have fun?
0: Great fun. It was like, a good time. We we did play some Mario Kart. Uh, I recall that. I don't know. If, don't know if I won. I assume I didn't. There were drinking uh, games
1: involved, which Nintendo would yeah. not be a, a big fan of. But you dressed up in a... Big, because, and rightfully so, I was going to buy you a Princess Peach or like a knockoff, more likely, Princess Peach costume. And Matt said, like, he's mm. six foot something. Are you just six foot or six foot more?
0: Six two. I don't Jeez. think they make... No, I don't they, think they make...
1: So, it's a good thing I didn't try to no. buy you a, a, a Princess Peach costume for a six-foot-two guy. So, I got you a pink tutu, yep. a, a blonde wig, which was kind of like a blonde Karen wig, which I thought was hilarious. I don't know if you picked well, up a lot of, that. Did a I lot say of, that? I do
0: recall. Yeah. And as the night progressed, a lot of people wanted a turn with the Karen wig. Everyone wanted to know what it felt like to be a Karen for their moment. <laughs>
1: Well, and a tiara to go on the wig, but the tiara was like yeah. a little bit, I think someone bent it out and it wasn't as like temple crushing. It was very tight on the noggin and um, a bride to be sash only because a groom to be sash would have taken three weeks to be delivered to Australia from Amazon from like the States because no one locally makes a groom to be sash. And I was yeah, because... admittedly too late in ordering it to to do so. Sorry.
0: Because everyone goes with, with that. You, you wear a bride-to-be sash at a, a box or a hen. So, it is getting reused, that sash, for yeah. an actual bride.
1: You got me a bride-to-be sash at my box yeah, that's in why you... Las Vegas. So, turnabout is fair play. Yep. Um, and happy upcoming nuptials in November. Yeah. That's, eh, there's time.
0: There's a lot of things to do before then. I've got so many games to play. I also have to go to like three weddings beforehand, which is good and bad it's too late for me to steal their ideas so it's just kind of just kind of being busy is the thing and i've got all these games i'm trying to play
1: well it's okay you want to get you desperately want to move to the games let's move to the games the, the big game review. podcast well yeah <laughs> i think people just tune in to learn about your life yeah you're, you're, that's you're that's such an open book ben especially compared yeah. to me like oof that's that was a joke um well that's... now that
0: you're not on twitter Who knows what you're really thinking? That was your venting outlet, so
1: who knows? Twitter weirdos have followed us to Facebook. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, The big review of this week is undoubtedly Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which you have played. Um, Yeah. This is is like behind the curtain. This is a podcast that's a day late, sorry, Um, and like 17... What's a good analogy? 17 pieces short of a full stack of money brains that no why am i trying um anyway going back to my point this is a podcast that comes out as it's being recorded basically so you're talking about a game that if you download this immediately has like two or three hours to go before it comes out like this is this is fresh
0: this is fresh. fresh We've been playing it for a while. Uh, that's how confident Nintendo were in this game. And rightly so. It is, it is for the palm that everyone went for, wonderful. Like, it's a, it's a... The game itself, aside for a moment, it's really nice to play a game which isn't like a 150-hour RPG right now because that seems to be absolutely everything else that's out. Or even things like Spider-Man are still like a 40, 50-hour like action combat game if you want to get all the, the trophies, which I traditionally do with the Spider-Man games. More on that next week, potentially. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's a game that's obviously level-based, so you can kind of just jump in and play as much as you want. You could play one level, it's like less than five minutes, or you could play for hours and have just as much fun either way. That in itself is fantastic. Uh, but the game's really good. So I think, I think this game coming out made people realize how much the new Super Mario Bros. series was a little bit too kind of clean and safe and just generic and not that exciting and interesting. So as much as they're good games and they're fun to play, it was a very generic Mario that they've used for a long time. This one brings him back to that kind of character that he had in like the SNES era when he he had a bit of a face where his, his eyebrows are on his cap level of emotion. Ah. Uh, and it, it just makes it a bit more interesting. All the characters are like that, they, they chat a little bit more than they do in previous games, but not much, like a tiny amount. The main chatter is from the flowers in the world who speak at you. And it kind of just gives it a bit more of a, a lively feeling. It's not just you in the world against the Goombas that you're squashing. Uh, and of course, we don't have Charles Martinet. It's the first game without him. Um, Nintendo announced that, but they didn't really announce the new voice actor. And I think on purpose to try to bring less attention to that. They they kind of wanted it to be a bit quieter. Yeah, But he does a good job. Like he. he does a Charles Martinet impersonation mostly, but it's it's putting his own spin on it, but it's the same character. Like he hasn't gone We're now doing Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. It's very much what you'd expect Mario to sound like still, which I think you'd need. Like if he's suddenly just talking in his Boston accent, it would be a bit strange.
1: So you're you're talking, and this is why I was so confused, because like I I when I was in Adelaide, I'm like, so like, did you notice the di- like the difference? And you were like, I don't know, I don't know. So it sounds like a reasonably good. Charles Martinet impression does that it mean it's like basically just like wahoo and it's a me or is like does he have yeah. like fully sentenced lines
0: no same thing he's, he's got maybe a, a, a few more lines than Charles did so he maybe says a few other things but it's still a lot of yeah all that stuff okay it uh, doesn't say a lot more the flowers have more coherent sentences but still single sentences and that's what I found to be more strange because Mario speaking in his normal fake Italian accent and then you've got this like cartoony, energetic American voice from the, the flowers and they, they kind of clash. And I feel like American players will think that's kind of endearing because it's, it reminds them of like childhood cartoons, probably. It's like that level of really excited. We need to shout an American voice. The type of accent that Americans say has no accent, but it's a very thick, obvious accent to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, I found that a bit weird against Mario's very fake Mario voice. Um, but you kind of forget about it soon enough. Like that was anything that stood out. Otherwise the game itself really good. The, it's a standard platformer, but the way that they've added in the wonder flowers, which basically just temporarily changes the world and changes your objective and makes something much harder momentarily, uh, like a, a pretty smart way to mix up what's otherwise a very old, but fairly ageless formula. So you, you know what you're getting into, but they've made it a little bit different, just enough that it does feel fresh. Even for someone like me, who's played every Mario game ever, and that's that's kind of what they're going for.
1: So, in your review, you called this a reboot of a reboot, basically referring to yeah. new Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Is is are the Wonder Flowers and what you just described is that is that the big difference? Is that the key change or like what what yeah. differentiates this?
0: That's that's a big part of it because we haven't really had that before, where there's something that drastically changes one the world that you're in, like the level that you're in, what what's happening around you changes, and also kind of the the laws of the level change. So. For that moment while you're chasing the Wonderflower and you've triggered it, um, what you're trying to do is quite different to the rest of the time you're playing. And it's different in each level. Like There's obviously repeats of the type of thing you're trying to do, but it's not all the same, and that kind of mixes it up quite a lot. So there's that, and there's the way that they've staggered levels. So I think previously in side-scrolling Mario games, the first probably five worlds are pretty easy and maybe slowly get more complicated. And by the time you get to the end, there's some genuine challenge there somewhat the same here but they kind of mix it up so that you would play like a one star difficulty level and the next to that there's a three star and then if you go down a hidden pathway you'll find a four star difficulty level all within the same world so it, it mixes it up a bit more it tells you before you start it what challenge it has so you, you kind of go in it leads you a little bit because you kind of know oh this one's meant to be a tough one um, but yeah just how they kind of paste it like that mixes it up quite a lot They've added in more abilities through the uh, badge system, which kind of lets you mix and match and change some different stuff. Which is things we've seen before, somewhat being able to jump higher and things like that. But it's it's a permanent ability that you can add and choose to put on. Or if you're old like me and you're basically playing Mario on muscle memory, I found it easier to almost never use any of them. All I used was basically his parachute cap. That you, that's the first one you get, uh, because otherwise, like you, you don't even realize that how like Mario and Luigi jump and how they bounce off walls and things, you already know how to do that. And if you mix that up by suddenly he gets a double boost and jumps off a wall or he springs higher or he hangs in the air longer, totally throws you off, especially on the harder levels. So the things that are meant to make the game easier, I sometimes found made them harder, but probably worth remembering that after this movie that just made billions of dollars and that we haven't actually had a new 2D side-scrolling Mario since the Wii U launch, there's going to be heaps of kids and youngish adults who haven't really played aside side scrolling mario so it's the first time for them they're learning it for the first time they probably get used to those new and different mechanics and as much as we think we've played this type of thing before that it's actually been a while and there's a lot of people who haven't so it fits in it's, it's kind of the perfect time to release a game like this
1: so my experience with nintendo games of late and i think i, I feel like i'm speaking for both of us is that there's a lot of over tutorialization and over hand holding and like the, whatever they call the easy mode and like any of these games where you basically just like flick a switch and like you can't die is hmm. is that still here can you like, yeah. do you know what i mean like it, you're saying it's a challenge like how, how does nintendo provide you the challenge and provide the person that you just said you know like is six years old and playing and just wants to have fun like wh- how does that balance out how does this work
0: better than previous games. It's not all super guidey. Uh, so one through those badges, which change your abilities, which are optional. So if you actually learn to use them properly, they would probably make a bunch of levels much easier or at least getting hidden items within them easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the optional characters, so you can just choose who you want to play as. You can play Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Toad, or you can play as Yoshi who um, has his little flutter, which makes him much easier to get to points that otherwise are quite hard to jump to and also doesn't take damage. So that's kind of the easy mode character, but then he can't use power ups, which is kind of a, the trade off because he has his permanent one. So uh, I think that's a good way to do it. Like it's there's the easy character. It would be weird to complain about that existing because it's clearly for little kids or for like grandpa wants to have a go at it and he, he played Mario in the '80s and he can't really remember it now. Like it's I feel like that's an age group for this as well. Uh, but it's like it's not a hard game, but it's a more challenging one than some of the previous ones have been. That addressed it to a degree. Um, but there are some definitely some harder levels, so a good mix, and it's it's more varied. They're never going to go. Here's our brutally hardcore Mario game that's just punishing throughout, like the souls of Mario side-scrolling. They're never going to release that. They're it's are not to going Nintendo.
1: Why? Yeah, like, that's not even up for grabs. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: But <laughs> they've gone. Yeah, it's it's more balanced uh, for a game that's on like this ancient handheld console. It looks really good. It runs perfectly well uh they've kind of modernized their menu system a bit it feels a bit snappier and and like a modern game and i forgot i was playing on this console that's nearly about to retire so they've they've done a good job in that respect that it's so many games come out on switch now and they really remind you that we need to get a switch Two very soon because this thing's just struggling and time and time again nintendo remind us that actually you can put out a game that runs perfectly well on this and it's it's a lot more fun than a lot of those so uh yeah it's basically what we needed i think especially after so many long games, including from Switch players. Like Zelda was an absolutely massive game. And I, I kind of feel like the next one, as much as in 2017, when they released a Zelda game and a massive 3D Mario game, like that's one of the greatest double combos of all time. <laughs> that would have probably been too much. I kind of feel like we needed the smaller bite-sized side-scrolling Mario. So yep. probably because cool. it's easier to make and they're saving that 3D one for the next console, but it, it fits in the, the, the time frame really well
1: and mario rpg super mario rpg isn't too far away so like i don't think it's going to be like the 80 hour starfield or something but like that'll be your your beefier longer experience so
0: not interested in that at all but yes definitely recommend if you're a mario fan uh really if you just want something lighter and a bit easier to play and, and something that's good in either handheld or um docked mode i've probably said in my last five switch game reviews that this game should be played on a tv because that's how it's either easier to play or it's it's just how most of these games are better experience but i think this is one that's equally as good in either mode so uh yeah nice. fully recommend
1: and i stole your your switch dock and a pro controller and uh two joy con in a little container thing everything's fine because <laughs> i didn't check when we got yeah. back to your
0: house <laughs> it all works so fine
1: I gave you the less scratched pro controller I'm not sure if that was your original one or if that was mine but either way consider it a token of my love for you
0: they seemed fairly equal quality if you'd given me an xbox controller it would have been pretty obvious the sticks just worn away to nothing I suspect I've got a full Uh,
1: box of xbox controllers if you need spares just let me know um so the, the, the tough questions that you maybe can't answer you it, this has like i think last time i checked this morning like an, at least a 90 something on metacritic slash open critic lots yep. of tens you gave it a 9.5 can you can you do you want to talk about why it's not a 10 if this is like one of the best mario games that's ever come out or is that like do, we can just skip ahead of this if you don't want to it's one of the best like too i don't
0: think i don't think it's quite 10 level in the same way that the last few 10s I gave, which were both to Switch games. So yeah, don't Zelda. come at me, Nintendo. Zelda yeah. and uh, Metro Prime Remaster, which yeah. I think is one of the best remasters of the last 10 years. Um, I think it just doesn't quite hit those same absolutely, really, it captures you um, levels that those games do. That's pretty much why. And that's that's partly how the game is made. Like It's just not made to be that engrossing the same as those are. Also, the fact that they've kind of Previously, when you played as the different Mario characters in these games, they all felt a bit different and they they had a different purpose. And that's kind of gone. Uh, and I think they Nintendo really pushed the multiplayer features, and I kind of find the multiplayer is not fun or even really has a purpose. Did you? So try I mean, like and were, small like, things.
1: The multiplayer characters hit each other, and like you can like I've knock yourself. That. Oh, good. That's. I've stupid. stopped
0: that, but it's just kind of like we did try online, and people just run in different directions and you can race, but like, what's the point? Because these kind of shape-shifting worlds is the whole different thing, and that doesn't really make sense in this context. So you could just play co-op, but then it's like, I, I see the purpose in that if you've got a bunch of kids and mum and dad want them all to just be busy at once, it's like, here, everyone gets a controller, you're all playing. I get that. But <laughs> if, if that's sh- not you, yeah, if that's not you, this is a single-player game. Yeah. Um, but like, these are all the, the small nitpicks. I don't think it's quite a, a 10 level and what it means to be a 10 to me. So 9.5.
1: Well, uh, we're notoriously our scale is is notoriously harsh. So a 9.5 is by no means a bad game. So and you di- you did a wonderful job of articulating why. So I put you on the spot and like you didn't even hesitate. Well done. Uh, I I'm not a huge Mario game fan. Like I probably just go back and play like the first NES one. Like, if I have really had a hankering for Mario. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, it's all the same. But um, reading what you wrote made me actually want to jump into this one. If only we had time, considering the time of the year. Um, So, we're going to burn through two of my reviews, uh, or quasi-reviews. So, while you were busy playing, you know, one of the best Mario games of all time, apparently, I was playing uh, Star Trek Infinite, which is one of the best Star Trek games of all time. It's, um... It's basically, it's weird. If you've ever heard of Stellaris, it's like a really complex 4X strategy game on PC that's very much like Star Trek centric. It's like civilization in space Um, and to the point where there have been two huge mods for Star Trek in Stellaris. And then I guess CBS went like, why don't we actually license this to someone to make a real one, so the people who made uh, it's Nimble Giant, the people who made Master of Orion for wargaming not too long ago, have made basically Stellaris but Star Trek. It's very good, especially if you like Star Trek. So I don't. Und- I tried playing Stellaris, and it's super complex, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But as soon as you kind of like take concepts and go, well, they're the Klingons. They're kind of like aggressive but like honorable so like you know how to behave with these angry people as long as you have like a certain tact and these are the Cardassians; they just like enslave people and these are the romulans they like to be shadowy and and you're the federation you're peacekeeping you're diplomatic you're trying to you know like find commonality and and uh, it spread yourself across the universe like as soon as i could equate those game concepts into like my shorthand for star trek it worked really well um so, if you like 4X games or Star Trek games, and especially if you like both of those things together, you're going to love this. Um, there are some logic problems, though, where, like, I, you fight a war and I'm just, like, destroying everyone. Like, they have no ships, they have no places to live, and I still lose the war somehow. Like, it's a couple patches later, it'll be amazing. I gave it an 8.5 and I stand by it. Uh, the other game that I didn't review because I just don't want to be this mean to it is called Survivor Ooh. Castaway Island. Um, which is by Microids and Magic Pocket, and it's very bad. <laughs> it's a forty-dollar Australian game. It's not. It's not super bad. It's basically like you go on the island, you talk to people, you find wood or food or water. Um, but like the logic is flawed and makes no sense. It's kind of like Star Trek. Like you, you think you're winning the war, and then it's like, nah, you lost. Um, I played last night. Because Matt's on evenings, I had the whole evening to myself. And I was like totally save scumming on Xbox Cloud Save. You know, when you can like go and like quit the game and like go back and delete your save and go back to the cloud from like 20 minutes. A lot of I was, effort. I yeah. was doing that. And like, long story short, there's like this little like cloud. So I was, it was the, the final three people. I looked at the like emotion cloud and everyone had green, solid, thick lines towards me, which meant everybody loved me. And everyone hated, big, solid red lines, the two people that were still in the game. And I picked one and lost, like, fully unanimously to that person who everyone hated. They just decided to vote for the person they hated instead of me, the person they love. So I quit out, tried again with the other person, same conditions. They hated them, they loved me, still lost. Like, it just, it makes no sense. And it's so broken you win immunity challenges and, like, that sort of works, but you can find, like, an immunity... Idol. You know how Survivor works. I'm not explaining Yeah, Survivor. I've, I've stayed the show. Survivor is basically because of Survivor. And, yeah, you get it. Um, you find an immunity idol, and it's like, oh, you have this. Do you want to use it? And then it's like eventually, during the game, it just forgets that you have it. So you haven't used the idol. It's still in your possession, but then, like, you wake up one day and it's like, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> too bad for you like it's it's just if you really like survivor you might see through these transgressions but like you'll it's i don't know how you win this game and that can be extremely frustrating end of Mm. my mini reviews they're not super mario brothers wonder and uh you won't be playing them sounds awful that one well yeah uh, we're almost done. Let's get into the news only because we need to, because i may like never have to speak of this ever again. Well,
0: Hopefully. not in, maybe. And that is that Microsoft has finally officially acquired Activision Blizzard King. It took nearly two years. Uh, and once the CMA, the UK's regulation body, um, finally passed it, they essentially could clear and they did. And the deal was finally complete. I think we will hear more, maybe not about the deal itself, but about what Microsoft plans to do with Activision, uh, and that's because Phil basically came out and said on his own podcast, or Xbox's podcast, that he was on. Um, it's
1: his, he owns he, it. He owns it, he owns yeah.
0: it. He, yeah. he's the main, people only probably tune in mainly when he's on. <laughs> uh, that's, he basically said, a lot of people have said, they've finally done it, it's complete, it's finally over, and he said, it's really just starting, like the, getting through that hurdle, it feels like a long time, and a lot's happened in that time, but... The purpose of buying them was to now do many things with them so that's that's kind of where they're at well they couldn't Um,
1: they couldn't technically i'm sure they have but they're not going to admit it they couldn't plan anything as a joint like a joint organization because they couldn't until the thing was approved anyway sorry
0: well yeah and so activision just before the the news officially broke activision kind of jumped the gun and said we're not going to be releasing any games on Game Pass this year, or at least any new releases. So they specifically called out Diablo Four and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, and that's probably due to that they couldn't do any forward planning, well, but also because they're the game, they're the big games that are making the money, and they want them to sell.
1: They well, so yeah, two things on this: they absolutely want your money. So why would they give yeah. you it on a? It's the Sony, it's the Sony interpretation of subscription. Really, like you're not getting Spider Man Two on PlayStation Plus. Not for a while, because why would you, when you maybe are still subscribing and you give us one hundred and ten dollars to buy it? Um, So that is definitely a thing. What was the other thing I was going to say in regards to that? Uh, I can't remember. It'll come back.
0: Okay, that's my Um, attention
1: span today. It's gone. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but I mean, so. Xbox has bought them so that they can release these games day one game pass. So next year's Call of Duty will be there day one. I would be very surprised if it isn't. Uh, and it will be on everything day, like won't be on all the subscriptions, but it's going to be on every platform. Phil was, he got asked directly on his podcast. Uh, the marketing guy who runs it kind of tried to say, um, so what are you going to say to players who um, kind of have fears that things are going to be on Xbox first if they're playing on another platform? And he, he just said straight away, you're talking about PlayStation, so we're not gonna we're not gonna pull it. We're not gonna have any exclusive skins. We're not gonna have earlier betas like PlayStation have been doing to us. Uh, we're going to have, just have everything on all platforms day one, which I think was one of their commitments, probably one of their many commitments to actually get this deal done. So they have to do that. That was uh, my thing,
1: parody. So like, yeah. if if you're on if you're on Xbox next year, you'll probably get it on Game Pass. If you're on PlayStation, you'll be able to get it on Ubisoft Plus because Ubisoft owns the rights to Acti games active Blizzard games so maybe I don't know that well, it will because you
0: don't you don't have proper Ubisoft Plus with PlayStation Plus you get the watered down old oh, yeah. game collection well you get it on a PC games.
1: they're trying they're, they're doing their best
0: yeah you get it on game pass with PC absolutely uh, I mean, the, the game's still on there there's it's apparently to be on platforms They don't have to be on a subscription service and I think that's that's kind of the other thing when they they say we didn't have time to do any deals and any planning because of how the process goes Let's not forget a few months ago they suddenly made all these old kind of somewhat dead 360 Call of Duty games suddenly come back to life with their online servers mysteriously working way better than they had for years. Feels like some work was done there and maybe they already said that they're not going to release anything super soon and there's not going to be any new releases on there. But it surprised me by the end of the year we didn't get something. We didn't have either some 360 COD games or... Maybe something more notable from a few years ago, like Tony Hawk or, or Crash Bandicoot or something, jump on Game Pass. Because surely those deals don't take too long to do when they're external. So when it's your own new internal studio, like the game's already on Game Pass. When they're like, we, need to, we haven't been able to do any prep to get that to happen, like they could do with uh, Bethesda. So that allowed a bunch of Bethesda games to just join immediately. These games are already on the platform. Like how hard is it to add it to Game Pass? within your own organization.
1: Yeah, well, and, like, so Microsoft's done all the FPS boosts for different games, and, like, they've they've helped yeah. other developers kind of enhance their games. So, like, that's... the I guess that's the out for, like, you can't plan with each other to do things in the future. It's like, ah, we were just helping Activision Blizzard, like, reinvigorate yeah. their their library of games. Like, it was totally self-serving. But um, in this case, I think we win. And I think because the C a was so against competition and it was kind of cloud based, but it's kind of, it, it's, there's shockwaves throughout various parts of this industry. Like it's, yeah. I think we're all sort of benefiting, maybe? Or am I being way too rose colored about it? There, people either like love this merger or hate this merger. I don't see a whole bunch of bad, at least for 10 years from now.
0: No, and I don't really either, but probably. Suffice to say, I have all the platforms, so it doesn't really bother me what games are actually on. Um, I don't think. I think the scrutiny over it means that this, at least the main series in COD, and probably all the major series from Activision, are not going anywhere. Like if they're already on the platform, they're going to keep being released on it. It's not like Elder Scrolls Six, which is clearly going to be a a console exclusive for Xbox.
1: Yeah.
0: So I I think there'll be less of that. Maybe some things like if they do decide to release a new, I can't even think of a major Activision franchise that they would box off just to be on on um xbox so i think there'll be less of that i think the fact that they've committed to bringing some of these games to nintendo's net platform is a big win there because activision had no interest in doing that and i think the fact that they've like they've got all their major studios working on cod now and there's there was a little resurgence a few years ago where we got like a great crash game and we got the tony hawk remaster and a few other things like that activision has kind of stopped that since COVID, and i kind of feel like New leadership, new direction. Xbox will use them a little bit better than what they've been doing themselves.
1: Like, so it's weird. We 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 said, you said, not like you said, but like we've said today that, you know, they, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard King. We haven't said the word King this entire time. And no, who cares? No, but like, honestly, I think Microsoft's rumored to be planning like an Xbox mobile store. And like, I, th- I think they honestly did acquire this behemoth for king because they don't have a mobile presence if you looked at the list of ip that activision blizzard king has like there's Mm. eight million active games on mobile all which have saga in the title that are like that's what activision blizzard king has cared about and like bobby kotick's like oh yeah we're gonna do a new guitar hero like yeah we've heard that for how many years they don't have blizzard would not like blizzard's kind of its own thing but like activision has literally crash bandicoot and call of duty and that's it and you go on reddit and you see people like oh they're gonna bring back all these spider-man games no they're not they don't have the licensing for that well like me oh i want all these star trek games that i grew up on in like the 90s and in 2000s no they don't have the licensing for that like it's they've they they have a couple franchises which activision is like basically ground into the dirt they have the diablos and the blizzard things and they have a whole bunch of saga games candy crush saga being the most recognizable in your brain like yeah it's it's a weird thing like it's it, i don't know what their plan is i guess we'll find out now that it's finalized or at least the acquisition is finalized
0: i think you're right i think king is bigger than all of us who you know about this deal we're talking about the people who play games by king probably have no idea they've just been acquired by xbox <laughs> and that is the thing like the xbox is still as much as they have the console at their center and pc probably just slightly off to the side they are still going for the any devices play anywhere kind of mindset and the big part of that is they they've done an okay job on phone with streaming but if you're trying to play a game on your phone just with the phone without a controller attached like it's not a good experience And the thing they're missing is games actually made for phone. And as much as they have kind of shoehorned some touch controls into a few select games through Game Pass, it's not the same as having one game which are running natively so you don't have to worry about streaming and you can play it on a plane or whenever you don't have an internet connection. Like I think that's the thing that they're missing from that, that approach and that's what King can help them with. I do think that they also were pretty happy to get the game that sells the best every year on every platform. <laughs> so I don't think they're upset by that at all.
1: Oh no, but like they had to make all these allowances and make parity yeah. across devices. Like, I don't know if it's gonna, it must, well, it not must, it might be Call of Duty Cloud Edition, like depending on what Nintendo does. Like there's Lar- well it's not really it's the same kind of gap there's this huge gap between what playstation and xbox are putting out and what switch yeah or switch 2 will or are or will be yeah we'll, we'll
0: have to just wait and see what that is i think they've got a 10-year commitment i think towards the end of that when we've moved beyond series x and ps5 then Nintendo's going to be miles behind again but at the moment i kind of feel like switch 2 will be somewhere in the ballpark of the ps4 and COD's not going off PS4 and Xbox One for a while yet. So I think we'll get it natively, at least initially. And it's all probably going to time to be that maybe, maybe not next year, next year might be too soon, but maybe 2025 will be when it comes to a Nintendo platform.
1: Yeah, well, apparently I'll be able to play Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 4 on my, not that I have, well, I have an iPhone, but not that I use it day to day, but I'll be able to play those at the end of this month and I'll let you know how it goes. That's the future of gaming. I don't know how that's going to work. I'll let you know. There's a lot we're going to cover from next week, presumably. Mm. Um, like four or five hours from now, Spider-Man 2 unlocks, which I'm super excited for. Alan Wake 2 comes out at the end of the month. And then we're into Call of Duty territory after that even. so.
0: Uh, we can finally wrap up at that point. We can <laughs> we can finally sleep. But, well, I would. But we've got so much in the backlog that we're just going to have to turn our attention in the rear view mirror and actually get some of those games that I miss. So yeah, Spider-Man let's get through it.
1: Thwip thwip. See you next week.
0: Yeah. See ya.